Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Brown, Bad and Bothered. I'm your host, Andrea. And if this is the first time you're tuning in, I hope you're having a spectacular time exploring this podcast show. Don't forget to stop, drop, roll, rate, review and subscribe. It would mean the world to me. I hope you lovies are doing well. Joining us today is Aisha. Aisha is a somatic mindset coach whose goal is to empower everyone, especially those within the queer and South Asian community, to fearlessly be themselves. Aisha is a cycle breaker whose work heavily concentrates on eradicating limiting beliefs, brown girl guilt and abandoning your authentic self. Also, she has one of the most soothing and elegant voices I've ever had so I'm hoping she doesn't make me sound too crackheady in this episode um but today's episode will be diving into various topics from understanding specific coaching and therapy styles that are highly likely to benefit you prioritizing your authentic self exploring strong girl mentality and toxic positivity along with spirituality and more Aisha welcome and thank you so much for joining us today before we get into the heavy stuff I'd love for you to tell us a bit about yourself what's your background and something you're maybe passionate about thank you oh my god that intro was amazing Um, (laughs) it feels so like it's just so great to hear you and your energy and like be here with you today Um, I'm so grateful and thank you for inviting me I, I listened to your episodes and I love them so I'm really happy to be having this conversation with you. I was born and brought up in London UK. Um, I have lived and traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now currently living in Manchester with my partner and I feel like my background is so varied and so colorful and I just don't even know where to where to start with that but I'm really 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 passionate about my journey my whole journey and my life has led me to to this point right now with what I'm doing with my coaching um with you know where I'm moving with working with different types of people and I feel like everything that I've experienced and gone through in my life has been a culmination and has led me to Mm -hmm. to here and now and I'm so passionate about self-development personal growth I'm really passionate about just being the best person that I can be in this Mm -hmm. world and not just for me but for the people around me Mm -hmm. because that's really how my journey started it was Mm -hmm. It wasn't really anything to do with me. I noticed certain behaviors and patterns and beliefs that I had that was negatively impacting the the directly the people around me, you know, family Mm -hmm. members, friends, relationships. Mm -hmm. And my journey started really thinking about how can I be a better person in this world? Mm -hmm. How can I show up better and do better and yeah just kind of be that shining light for people other people Mm. out there you know like Mm -hmm. I feel like our journey here I'm sorry this is getting so deep already I love it like everyone's (laughs) gonna love this (laughs) I feel like our journey and our purpose here on earth is so much bigger and goes so so beyond just ourselves you know Mm. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up with me and I and my life and what I'm doing and how things are manifesting for me and actually it's just really taking a step back and just looking at the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and really understanding your impact and the and the impact you can Mm -hmm. have on the world and the people Mm -hmm. and I say the world and I just mean you know your energy extends beyond you yeah and it is you know, the people that you interact with and not just necessarily friends and family, but 
when you go to the corner shop, when you do mm. your food shop, when you go to a restaurant, like how you interact and engage mm -hmm. with those people around you, you know, what kind of energy are you giving and how are you letting your light kind of shine with with love and kindness and compassion and because I'm a former primary school teacher mm -hmm. so I'm really passionate about children and children's mm -hmm. mental health and education as a whole that will that's where my kind of journey started with, with my in my career was as a mm -hmm. teacher and that will never leave that teaching aspect of me yeah. and I, I do see myself one day I don't know when but hopefully working with children again so you know, going back to your value of leading with integrity and the principles of serving mm -hmm. those around you and working from a place of good intention, because I feel like if you always have good intentions at the end of the day, that's all that matters. When we're also talking about success for me, you know, it's great if you're making a great amount of money, but true success for me is like being in a position where you can use your success and your capabilities to help the community around you in whatever shape and form. And mm -hmm. I think that's true success is uplifting those around you, whether it's financially or in terms of like educational resources or even just simple acts of kindness. A big reason I started this podcast was because I, I'm in marketing and I've been a content creator for like at least maybe almost a decade by now, different forms of content from YouTube to fashion, beauty, lifestyle, makeup tutorials. I want to give more to the community. Like I have a voice and I have experiences that are very relatable to many South Asians, many um, third culture kids or NRIs. I want to be able to use this platform to like bring together community and uplift them and like to show kindness and show strength in numbers. And I think when you work from a place of helping others, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. It's admirable that you work from that place too. And that's what I love about your platform and what you're trying to do as well, like with your message and your podcast and even just following your content on Instagram, I feel like it is bringing people together, you know, letting everyone have a voice and really speaking to those things that are true and prevalent in our in our culture and in our, in our society. I also just wanted to go back because I really liked what you said about the success you know what does success mean and that was actually something that I I did a masterclass on Monday it was a free online kind of workshop mm -hmm. and the title of it was well unlocking success and breaking through your mindset blocks mm -hmm. but we I really kind of touched upon that success piece because it's really thinking about what success means to you because mm -hmm. when we think about success we think about it in terms of monetary terms in terms of like material things you know as in I'm successful because I've got loads of money in the bank or I've got a big house and I've got all the fancy cars. And, and that's not to say success can't be that. Of course it can be that. But when you look at your life 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years from now, and you sit back and you really dig into, wow, I feel really successful. Like, what does that mean internally for you? Mm -hmm. Like inside, how are you feeling? Yeah. What are the thoughts that are going through mm -hmm. your head? What are the things, what are you saying to yourself? You know, it's that, how do you feel successful in that as opposed to the external factors? I think that's quite an important message because I feel like we can, especially in this day and age, we can get so caught up, especially with social media and the influencer culture and hustle culture all the big bright yeah exactly all the big bright shiny things that are going on out there and yeah that's amazing and it's not to say that I don't want those things of course I want those things mm -hmm. but actually what I want more than anything is to feel deeply at peace and happy and content within myself 
and yeah. know that I'm a good person you know yeah. that's yeah. what success means no, to me 100 percent like there's a couple of things that led me to also having that mentality is one I grew up with the privilege of coming from upper middle class family my parents worked very very hard to you know provide the lifestyle we had especially financially there were generally a lot of businessmen in the Indian community around us and they're extremely well off some of the richest Indian families you have in the southern African you know the African continent even and despite having all that financial resource there was you could see that there was a lack of maybe peace of mind or strong familial bonds between parents mm-hmm. or husband and wife and children or like I think something I also saw was I think after a certain point of getting monetary wealth you also have to make immoral decisions to make that much money mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. it's sort of like how much are you going to bend your moral compass to be that rich and very quickly for me it was like as much as I would love to be successful principles and moral like having an ethical moral compass is so central to who I am as a person with how my father raised me but also peace of mind yeah. like as much as I want to be successful the like what I pray for every day is peace of mind because all that money mm-hmm. does not matter unless you have peace of mind and health health is like the yeah. biggest resource you have and mental stability and all of that is a huge part of that yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and also I th- I don't think people realize how much you know, the decisions that we we make, the beliefs that we hold about ourselves, the actions that we have, and, you know, those can have a direct impact on our physical health Mm -hmm. as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, if you are kind of bending your moral compass, and you're doing things that maybe don't really align with you, or or are not aligned with your beliefs and your values, and your that does take a toll on your body. And Mm -hmm. if you keep doing that over years and years and Mm -hmm. years, that will take a toll on your body yeah. and it will manifest in different ways. Yeah. Whether it be like anxiety or depression, it could even manifest in physical illnesses as yeah. well. And that's another reason why I'm so passionate about this yeah. work because it goes it goes beyond just what's happening up in the head mm-hmm. and in the in in the heart. It's also, you know, when I reach eight, you know, I think about this, like when I reach the age of 80 years old, 90 what kind of life do I want to be living? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to be, you know, relying on medication and not being able to walk up the stairs and be, you know, of course I'll have ailments as, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, with old age that will come. Mm-hmm. But equally, I want to be as happy and as healthy as I can yeah. um, for as long as I can, yeah. you know? And yeah. all of this stuff that I'm doing now is helping me just to live a happy and healthy yeah. life as long yeah. as I can really yeah. yeah absolutely and like people and like you said underestimate the impacts mental health has on your physical health like for example mm-hmm. I've been diagnosed with um endometriosis I have psoriasis I have PCOS and I also have this cornea disease that's called keratoconus and each point in my life when I my systems are flaring or I've been diagnosed was within a period where Mm. I was undergoing so much stress and like my mental health wasn't the best and obviously cortisol levels and uh, hormone levels affecting this and like it, it causes autoimmune issues diseases you're more prone to it right but then like as children of immigrant or within the like mine like people of colored diaspora you have generational trauma 
right? And that itself mm-hmm. like creates a long line of these issues being passed down. And I'm sure like with your coaching, you also address this. So your Instagram account talks a lot about somatic coaching and then NPL or is it NLP? NLP. NLP. Coaching. So like, I do not understand the actual meaning of those. And I'm sure my listeners may not. So like, can you break down those terms for me and what they mean and then what they actually look like in in practice? The somatics part was actually how I started my personal journey. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't know it was called somatics. And the word soma in Latin means body. Mm -hmm. And it is that... um, connection and awareness that you bring to your internal state to your body so the feelings the sensations the emotion and having a real deep awareness about what is happening within yourself so it's really practicing tuning into yourself and also Mm -hmm. being really curious about who you are as a person you know Mm -hmm. um so with the somatic techniques it's things like practicing mindfulness, breath work, visualization, movement, body, and really connecting your senses to connecting yourself to yourself. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's coming out of your head and Mm -hmm. going into the body. Okay. And especially with South Asian culture and growing up, how we've grown up, I feel like, you know, we don't really tune into our emotions a lot, do Mm -hmm. we? You know, things are brushed under the carpet and um, it's the mentality of, you know, we just, you know, that that didn't happen or it's happened. Let's ignore it. Let's move on and let's just carry on with our lives and, you know, just forget about it. But our body remembers things. Our body remembers trauma. Like we remember things before we even have the vocabulary or, or the thoughts to even understand um, what's happening within our body. Does that if that makes sense? Yep. So we feel it before we even know it's yep. happening. Yeah. Um, and that ties really nicely with the NLP part. There are coaches out there who really advocate and promote after five days, you know, you'll be transformed or after a month, you know, your life will be like amazing and you'll have this, you can have those moments. And yes, you will see, especially with NLP, you'll see quick turnaround and quick change, but how are you making that change long lasting into into your life and that's the piece that's really important and really Mm -hmm. key part of my coaching is sustainability and longevity you know we can work together and we can do all the things for five weeks which is how long my program is but then you know shit happens in life we have you know things come up and we go through things and we can go through challenging things and it's okay, how are you dealing with those Mm. challenging parts, aspects of your life now, you know, now that you don't have a coach, now that you don't have a therapist, where are your tools with that to help you um, work through that? And Mm -hmm. I think somatics is so key because it's really, you build up, like I've got to a point now within myself, I can catch myself immediately before, um, you know, before I, before I react to something, or Mm -hmm. if I'm not feeling good, I know how to verbalize and vocalize that. If Mm -hmm. I'm, if I've woken up one morning and, you know, sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. It's like, okay, I don't feel so great this morning. I don't know why, but I'm going to do the work and be with myself or communicate with the other people around me Mm -hmm. to tell them like my partner, Mm -hmm. do you know what? I'm not feeling well today. I'm not feeling so good today. So she's aware, you know, and the NLP part is really, amazing so nlp stands for neuro linguistic programming and the neuro part is the the 
the brain part so how we process mm-hmm. and how we take in information through all of our senses so we've got mm-hmm. five senses or you could argue six senses and it's how we process information into our minds and into our bodies and into our nervous system and then you've got the linguistic part which is um, verbal and nonverbal communication mm-hmm. so how we um you know that information that we've taken in how we then you know using that verbally and non-verbally and then we've got the programming part so everyone has like an order and a sequence of thought you know a thought process Mm -hmm. you experience something it goes into your mind into your body you you verbalize it but also it can also lead to um the programming part it leads to your experiences that you have in the world so it could lead to a positive experience or a negative experience Mm -hmm. so NLP is really interesting it really understands that everybody's different you're going to have a different experience to me we can go to the same event the same party see the same people listen to the same music eat the same food but we will have completely different experiences Mm -hmm. of that because of our programming because of our experiences Mm -hmm. and how we've kind of grown up and NLP really works with the subconscious mind or the I like to call it the unconscious mind Mm -hmm. because subconscious is like it kind of means less than unconscious means no it's not not it's not awakened yeah yeah exactly exactly and the processes with um, NLP are quite specific and they're quite like scripted processes, but it works directly with the unconscious mind. Okay. And if you're not sure what the unconscious mind is, it's that part that is kind of running in the background that's not aware, yeah. but that's where it's like a data bank. It's where everything for is, some reason, is stored. For some reason, I'm yeah. thinking of like get out the sunken place, which is probably like way more scarier. <laughs> and negative than what it's like what it is but like I'm imagining like a sunken place in the back of my mind that like you can get into (laughs) yeah I actually think of it like it is like that but I think of it like in my body like I think Mm -hmm. my subconscious mind is like buried but it is it's like deep within you Mm -hmm. and your unconscious mind is actually formed um I think it's in the last trimester of um pregnancy to and fully formed until you're like seven years seven to eight years old Mm -hmm. so by the time you're seven to eight years old your unconscious mind is fully formed and it's had all of those experiences all of those circumstances all of those situations everything that you've you've experienced from that time to that time is formed in your unconscious mind and then your thoughts and your your behaviors and your actions and your feelings and how you go about the world is coming from that programming if that makes Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. And like I said, it can lead to positive or negative experiences. And unfortunately, a lot, I feel like when we grow up, especially being, you know, growing up in Indian family, you know, um, there is a lot of, how do I say, um, (laughs) uh, not negative, but, you know, like, don't do this, or you should do this. And, you know, when you grow up, I want you to be this. And and if you don't mongering and like that collectivist, ideology that like everything you do impacts your family's reputation and the yes. community at all to exactly. you working from a place of worrying about how your actions are responsible for everyone's quality of life basically yeah exactly exactly and we we've been listening to that like since 
we were born but even before mm-hmm. that because you talked about generational trauma that's a mm-hmm. massive piece and with NLP as well like it's so fascinating and even if you believe in it or not one of the processes of NLP is we ask you a question or I'll ask you a question when did this happen did it happen um before birth during birth or after birth Mm -hmm. and the before birth is before you were even born and but we have that stored in our unconscious mind because it's been passed down through generation and generation it's been passed down in our dna and when you start unpicking it and really diving deep like i have we i've actually uncovered you know some of my beliefs aren't even my beliefs that i've carried they've come from someone else or you know my parents Mm or um yeah, I'm I'm carrying things that aren't even mm-hmm. mine, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and speaking about carrying, like when I was doing research for like the previous episode on cycle breakers and the importance of breaking generational trauma, like it's insane. Like sh- studies show that like biologically the fetus absorbs the cortisol levels of the mother, right? So like mm-hmm. if a mom is going through something traumatic and is just in general yes. has mental health issues or high cortisol mm-hmm. levels, like the child absorbs that and is then predisposed to the same issues like that to me is like (laughs) everything is so interconnected yes 100 percent, exactly yeah and and this is why I just find this work so fascinating and I'm going to go a bit off tangent here but it's it's that as well that is like okay if I want to have children and I want to bring children into this world and I feel like many people don't actually think about this and that's also been a big driver of my journey because I've always thought if I want to bring a child into this world, what am I imparting on them? What am I bringing to them? You know, what kind of like, like you said, it happens from before the before they're even, you know, there. And then when they're in the womb and, you know, when that when they when they're born into the world, it's like you have to be really conscious and really mindful of thoughts and you know how you are and your emotions and your emotional state and your well-being mm-hmm. because yeah what kind of children do we want to bring into yeah. this world you know they they're going to be carrying on the next generation and yeah. the next legacy and yeah. looking after this planet and yeah. it's again it's that bigger it's, that bigger picture exactly and like i'm someone who i've always wanted to have children and um it's something I think about a lot where one like with the way the world is going do I actually want to bring a child into the world for external you know reasons but Mm -hmm. also internally like um I've struggled with mental health issues um I can see that my mom has also my mom's been very open about you know struggling with postpartum depression you know Mm -hmm. me and her quite similar in our habits of overthinking and anxiety and because I've seen her handle it I also now am better equipped with handling it but those are something like those are things that I also think about um when I am going to be pregnant and like you know what happens if I go through Mm -hmm. that and then what happens if I pass that on to my you know children life can be hard and it can be challenging but also life can be really beautiful and really happy and successful and Mm -hmm. you know it's just being able to navigate through all of those ebbs and flows like life is never going to be it's never going to be one way yeah exactly and it's never going to be linear having real grace and compassion and just patience with yourself um Mm -hmm. this year I'm really trying to just slow down because I'm always thinking about the next thing like 
And I do think that comes from our culture as well, you know, like it's that constant achieving and having to yeah. prove ourselves or mm -hmm. reach the next goal or the mm -hmm. reach the next milestone. And it's like, I'm really just learning how to just pause yeah. and actually the things don't need to be done right now. Like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need to do, this doesn't need to be happen so urgently. Yeah. And especially with technology and things like that, we do have such an urgency culture. We've built such an urgency culture, you know, with texting mm -hmm. and Instagram and WhatsApp mm -hmm. and all of this stuff, you know, emails and people think that we need to rep reply and respond so immediately. And I'm really learning and tuning into no that doesn't need to happen right it's now draining. it's okay if I don't respond and I think like I've struggled a lot with achievement anxiety where also you combine that with overthinking it's like okay I have to achieve goal a my mind will be like here are 10 reasons why this plan may not work out to so then create plan b c d e and f <laughs> so you can make sure you achieve <laughs> achieve thing one and then as soon as I'm close to achieving thing one I'm like worried about achieving thing two and it was like this constant loop where I was never actually celebrating the wins and I was constantly working from a place of like I need to do more and be more in order to feel like my I'm I'm worthy of being celebrated but then I was actually also yeah. never actually celebrating I was just trying to run off to the next thing um, yeah. <laughs> which is why like also last year's break was good for me because it's like you are you and you are not your achievements you are not your podcast you're not all this other work like you are mm -hmm. worthy in being in a place of rest you know as South Asian women like achievement anxiety also ties in a lot with brown girl guilt you know that burden mm -hmm. that we carry of we have to be co consistently selfless and everyone's caretaker. And like, if you're the oldest sibling, like you're not just a sibling, you're basically like the third parent. Like you're worrying about like documentations and helping your parents out with very adult responsibilities from a young age. And there's this guilt mm -hmm. to constantly be perfect and fit into this mold of what it means to be a good daughter and then a good wife and then a good mother especially with Indian culture, it's always about everybody else, the community, what are they going to say? And it's never about us and yeah. us as children. And yeah, the, the guilt part is is huge. It's a massive piece of work that I've worked yeah. on myself, actually. And and I always tell my clients, you know, it they, these things take time because they are so deep rooted. Mm -hmm. They're so deep rooted in our, in our subconscious or in our unconscious mind. And, you know, they come from generations like our, our parents have felt that way and their parents felt that way and their parents felt, you know, it's been passed mm -hmm. down and passed down and passed down. And it's so hardwired and it takes time to really, um, really understand that guilt and be and really there's no quick fix. I don't, I believe there's no quick fix mm -hmm. for it. My guilt has been so deep rooted. It's taken me a long time to like not feel guilty anymore and not feel responsible anymore mm -hmm. for the people around me and just feel responsible for myself but it's really understanding where that guilt comes from getting to know the guilt mm -hmm. and this is what I like again it go, kind of goes back to the NLP and the somatics is really understanding and getting to know your emotions where you feel them in the body how they're showing up for you and yeah what they're telling you because every thing that we feel every sensation every emotion every ailment every they're all speaking messages to you mm. our body speaks to us mm. all the time I get it I get that we're so busy there's a million and one things that we need to do we've got families to look after we've got kids to look after mm. we've got husbands or wives and things and jobs and 
I'm sorry, you can find five minutes in your day mm -hmm. to just sit down and however that looks for you. Like I love to meditate. Meditation is a big part of my practice and my self-care mm -hmm. practice. But really sitting with yourself and it is uncomfortable and it's not easy. And mm. But that's the only way that you're going to be able to really kind of alleviate yourself from these feelings of guilt and burden and all of these this yeah. shit that's just put on us all yeah. the time you know yeah. it's no, like unpeeling like layers off you I and... always say this with my best friend like we were in our early 20s brown girls finally have the freedom of exploring ourselves of studying abroad away from our families understanding independence the power of our own voice understanding the toxic cycles that we grew up with you know the emotional manipulation from parents and stuff like that and our, our own identity as like you know me as Andrea and my best friend as her, not just the good, perfect daughter. And we would always describe like each layers of these experiences, like a brown kid or a brown daughter is like an onion because all these layers yes. keeps going and going yeah. and going and going. Yeah. Um, before I ask you questions about mindfulness um, and meditation, mm -hmm. um, in your professional professional experience, do you see a correlation between South Asian kids who are exposed to the normalized verbal abuse and like negative talk from parents or like relatives to then like limiting beliefs. Uh, one like literally one thousand <laughs> percent. Like yeah. when I was talking about the unconscious mind, though, it's exactly those sorts of things that get mm. stored. So when you yeah. hear that, oh, you only got ninety seven percent and not a hundred percent, that message you're not hearing the message of, oh, you got ninety seven percent, not a hundred percent. You're hearing. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy now to be loved or to be celebrated. And then our our self-worth and what we believe about ourselves is then based on external validation, external praise. And again, it goes back to, you know, reaching that next milestone or that next goal, because that's mm -hmm. like, OK, if I get that, then then I'm going to, you know, they're going to be really proud of me mm -hmm. and I've I've achieved something and I feel really good in mm -hmm. myself. And of course, like um, all of those. And again, this is why, you know, we have to be really mindful of the way we speak to others and also the way that we speak to ourselves mm -hmm. you know because the older you get so when we were talking about the unconscious mind earlier it's formed by the age of seven or eight and it gets really hardwired mm -hmm. and it's really hard to change and if we're not consciously making decisions and bringing awareness into ourselves to change that you're just going to carry on life believing and living your life in that way and having those limiting beliefs and mm -hmm. reacting as opposed to responding and feeling like everyone's against you and you're not good enough. And you're going to keep feeding into that part of it. I know we kind of went off on a tangent, but <laughs> I really like NLP because it really helps you rewire those, um, those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. So our unconscious mind is like, if you think about it as a roadmap, mm -hmm. everything that you've been told, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've felt mm -hmm. forms the roads and the obstacles and everything on, on your on your map. Mm -hmm. That map is there and that is set. Mm -hmm. And the way that you live your life, you're following the same roads, the same routes, the same, you're seeing the same things, you're seeing the same, you're, go yeah, you're going about on the same journey, day in, day out, day in, day out. And the way that NLP works is 
it's creating so when I say new neural pathways it's creating new roots and roads within your unconscious Mm -hmm. within your own map so you can start living and journeying on a path Mm -hmm. that you want to be on Mm -hmm. that's more positive that's Mm -hmm. more um, empowering that's you know that's just different Mm -hmm. you know allowing you to lead and Mm -hmm. live a different life a life that you want to live allowing your subconscious mind your unconscious mind to be more malleable Mm. so it it, it, the processes help it become more malleable so you can start forming those new neural pathways Mm. and the neural pathways are uh, like little connection like pods in your cell so in your cells so the thoughts really influence your neurotransmitters in your body Mm -hmm. and that's why you're it's really important to think about what are you saying to yourself, the mm-hmm. thoughts and the beliefs that you have, mm-hmm. because it really has a direct impact yeah. on your system. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and like, I remember when I was really trying to heal with my ruminating thoughts and inner critic, which was like worsening my overthinking and creating a spiral. And then like the achievement anxiety, I did cognitive behavioral therapy with the therapist. Mm. I also had like the CBT, like some sort of journal and like that helped reframe my negative thoughts into more positive thoughts and it's so impactful because what you think is how you feel about yourself and the Mm. way you view reality your perspective of life right and I think like one thing you know millennials and gen z also really struggle with and where they're digging themselves in a grave is like the level of self-deprecating jokes that they make um which like it's fun and games but like when you're constantly being like oh I just want to kill myself like I like I'm so depressed and I'm like ugly or like I'm whatever it is like whatever you're making jokes for like just like cult like that's a cultural humor at the moment um Mm -hmm. the type of humor that we you know share it becomes your inner dialogue, right? But like when you repeat it so much to your friends or it's in your mind, that's also like, it shapes how you actually feel about yourself, right? So if you're constantly demeaning yourself for the sake of a joke, it still becomes your reality. The other thing actually to to know is your unconscious mind doesn't know what's imagined and what's real. So Mm -hmm. it has no idea. So we know what's real and what's imagined, Mm -hmm. but our unconscious mind doesn't know that. So when you say, oh, you know, um, yeah, you're, I'm so ugly or I'm this or I'm that, and you're saying these negative things to yourself, your unconscious mind is automatically storing that. And I've met so many people who are so unhappy with what they're doing, mm-hmm. so unhappy in their jobs, so unhappy in their lives, but they're not doing anything about it because mm-hmm. they think, you know, I can't because I've got a family and I've got kids and I can't do that and I don't have money and... And I'm not saying that those aren't real problems and they aren't Mm. real obstacles because they are, but it's just how do you want to live your life? You know, do Mm. you want to live your life and be happy? And really, like, what does happiness mean? When I mean, when I say happy, I mean like feeling joy and gratitude for every day and waking up feeling like you've got a purpose. Like, that's what it comes down to. So when I'm, when we're thinking about authenticity, it's thinking about how do you want to show up in this world? Like, Mm. for me, I want to wake up and I want to feel joyful. I want to feel gratitude. I want to feel like life in me. I want to feel Mm -hmm. light. I want to feel good. Yeah, we have so, we have an abundance of information and outside noise Mm. 
that influences us on a daily basis and we have we take in so much information from friends from family from things that we read from things that we see from what we see on our phones and that also influences us shapes our our view of the mm. world and what we think and what we believe and again it you know it's coming back to the layers again stripping all that back Mm. and coming back to your authentic self and listening to your voice I feel like especially with South Asian women we're kind of taught not to listen to our own voices mm -hmm. it's not trusted it's not um you know we know better we, we're the adults or we're the parents women are really fucking powerful like mm -hmm. when we tap into our inner essence and our inner mm. truth and that's what scares the shit out of people yeah like really <laughs> and I think that like for a very long time and it still exists today where in our culture the strength of the woman is measured by how much pain um and struggles she can basically carry right so the more oh, she's God. silent about her pain and the burden mm -hmm. she's facing the stronger she is um which is like which also has led to like a lot of toxic positivity um, but also mm -hmm. the strong girl mentality, right? Where you always have to show up as like the strong woman. There's nothing wrong with being a strong woman, but like we're human at the end of the day. Like we're going to have our days where we can't put up that mask or we're not going to be fine and it's okay not to be okay. It's amazing to be strong and independent and like a boss bitch and all this stuff. But also it's really dangerous because we're not really allowing, you know, I feel like there is so much pressure to be a woman. There is so much pressure mm -hmm pressure from outside but then also that outside pressure we have internalized and then we and put that pressure on ourselves and we feel like we have to prove to them that we can be everything yeah. and anything all at once but not giving yeah. us a space to be like wait I don't have to like wear those 10 caps at once I don't have to be yeah. perfectly perfect all the time exactly exactly and I'm saying to people now you need to be checking in on your strong friends because mm -hmm. actually they're the ones that are carrying the biggest yeah. mental load yeah and for the strong girls out there it is understanding that slowing down being kind of more tapping more into your feminine energy being more soft nurturing yourself is okay yeah it really is yeah. okay and one thing that I've had to do because I've definitely had that I've carried that strong girl mentality pretty much my whole life mm -hmm. is constant reassuring yourself yeah because you're not going to get that from the outside but and again it kind of got forced back to that or being you know, being authentic speaking your truth listening to your intuition mm -hmm. and reassuring yourself and letting yourself that it's okay it's yeah. okay to rest and sometimes you need to actually say that to yourself yeah. it's okay if I rest it's okay if I slow down when we talk about spirituality and things like that there's a lot of toxic positivity around that mm -hmm. as well and it's just kind of showing up but internally and in the back of your mind you're kind of feeling or you know feeling something else so kind of holding those emotions of like guilt or negativity and but trying to pretend that everything's okay, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of brushing it under the carpet, you mm -hmm. know, so, and it's yeah. not really doing a disservice to anyone yeah. else, but yourself. Or you practice a lot of mindfulness and meditation in your life. How does spirituality sort of come into that for you? It's a massive part of what I do, which is why I really like the somatics and the NLP, because I really feel like it encompasses my spiritual practices and what I mm -hmm. believe. I found spirituality when I was after shortly after my dad passed away and I was living in South Korea. 
they have their second biggest like religion is um buddhism and mm. i started learning about buddhism and the buddhist culture and i really try and c- come from a place of truth and integrity mm. and you know um you know when i when i meditate and things it's coming back to kind of dissolving the ego self the mm-hmm. i the me the i want and i wish and mm-hmm. you're getting rid of all of those things you know you have your tools and your practices like journaling meditation mm-hmm. mindfulness and all of those things but again it's coming back to me you know tuning into my emotions how i'm feeling having compassion and grace for all of the emotions and the human experiences mm-hmm. that i have on a daily basis mm-hmm. What I want and what I want to see in the world is what I give to myself, if that makes Mm. sense. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm giving myself love and light and doing my self-care practices and taking the time to understand and give myself what I want, that would be then be projected out into Mm. the world as well, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's where a lot of people go wrong in their relationships and friendship expectations where they expect people to do all that work for them or come with all of those attributes. Mm. And they expect yeah. their partners and the friends to be the best versions of themselves while they're not necessarily providing those qualities and attributes for themselves and not necessarily working yeah. on being their best selves. Like no one's going to be the best yeah, version exactly. of themselves every day, 24 seven, but yeah. it's like that intention. Like I know what I look for in friends or partner um, are very important for me, but those are also qualities I'm constantly working on for myself can't expect anybody to be anything but themselves and also like what you see what you see in the other people around you is a reflection of yourself when I look at like my closest friends like the values I pride myself on because I'm so strong with how I align with those principles and values I'm gravitated towards people who share the same and that's why energy is so important and just working with your energy because your energy is what you're you're going to attract Mm -hmm. you know Before we wrap up today, is there a final message and maybe something that the audience can look forward in terms of your upcoming projects or work? I've actually got my first in-person event happening in March. Um, I haven't got a date yet, but if you follow me on social media, I'll post things about when it's coming and um, the date and yeah, what to expect, which I'm so, so, so excited about. Um, I'm also my coaching my one-to-one bookings are now open you can book a free discovery call so it's a 20 to 30 minute discovery call where we can just get to know each other and we can talk a little bit more about the program what it is that you're looking for what goals you're working towards and just see if we're a right fit for each other really Mm -hmm. um i think it's important to and again it goes back to that um listening to yourself Mm -hmm. part is i really want to guide others to listen to what's right for them and also vice versa so you know with my coaching it's like we have to be a right fit for each other you know I'm not going to try and sell you something if I don't think we're going to be a good fit for each other you know on that note (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today it's been such a lovely just natural fun insightful chat talking to you everyone else make sure to show some love I'm going to be adding her details in the description below so make sure to check out the links On that note, don't forget to stop, drop, roll, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Enjoy today's episode. Let us know your thoughts. So I share some love and have a good week, guys. Bye.